Hey everybody, welcome to the Marathon Church Podcast. So glad that you're joining us today. My name is Craig Henson. I'm your host today, and I'm happy to be joined today by Lead Pastor Eddie Cox. Yes, yes, here. Worship Pastor Spencer Zook. Hey. And Executive Pastor Brian Cox. You guys doing all right today? Hello. Doing yes. good. Doing good. We are good. It's been it's been a couple weeks, hasn't it? It has. It's it's still 2020. Uh, <laughs> yes. We're hanging on for dear life and uh, trying to get a couple of podcasts together today. Yes, sir. Good to be here. Awesome. Glad you guys are here. So we started a new series a couple weeks ago called At the Movies, and the series is really cool. And I mean, we we all love movies, right? And the reason we love movies is because we love great stories. And every great movie is a great story. And and really, stories, I think, are the back door to our heart. And I think that's why Jesus Jesus used parables in his teaching. Like, he knew how to get right to the heart. And yeah. so uh, that's kind of where the heart of this series is, I guess you could say. So who has been to a movie since 2020? Ooh, I have not. No. I have not. I have not. I, I missed I, it, pretty, I, been, That's right. I have not been to I have been yet. twice, I think. Yeah, I've just yeah, just watched Netflix and wasn't hardly anybody Amazon there. at home. Yeah, so. I just did it. I just did stuff at home there with the movie. So. Yeah, yeah. Not, Amy and I are real particular about what we go to the actual theater to see nowadays. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, and so I like I don't even know is there anything new out? Like, are there new movies in the theater right now? There's not much. We looked a couple weeks ago. We were like, hey, let's see what movie we can go see, and there was nothing. It was, yeah, I think that's a pro. That's one of the problems. Is there's nothing on. In, I guess they, uh, so. it's hard to create in COVID. Yeah. So you didn't get refills of popcorn. That was the sad part. Oh no. Oh wow. Mm. Yeah, you got one bag like the old days. Oh, you just walk in, they give you a bag, you're done. Yeah. And wow. And 2020 gets worse and worse. <laughs> no, no free re- refills on popcorn. Not all the butter you want either. Oh, they, they no. put it on for oh. you. I like the place where you can just kind of, you know, do it all yourself. Right. I like yeah. layering it between, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. and then that way everybody put a little everybody, in, then a little butter, yeah. then a little more. Yeah, everybody, yeah. everybody, all the every, all the kernels get one. You know and what you, I mean? Everybody gets one. And salt as much as you can get on. Uh, that. I don't you don't like that? Add salt? No. They used to have Cajun salt at this one place, and that was just like the best. Mm. Are you guys like me? I I think my favorite part of the movies is the previews. Yeah, I do love that. I love that. the trailers a lot of times more than the movies. Yeah, they make you want to watch the next one. The I mean, it's movie. a there are a lot. I mean, it's like a 20-minute, I mean. Yeah, you, it's 15 minutes. You're in yeah. for a while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I usually finish my popcorn before the, you know, know. the trailers end, and then I go get a refill. I have to take my popcorn and set it a seat over right. and just leave it alone. <laughs> Don't touch it until yeah. the movie starts. Yeah. Yes. I love it. Hey, yeah. so, Eddie, you started us with this incredible movie, Ford versus Ferrari, and, yes. and it's a, a really good movie, excellent movie, um, true story. Yeah, that's what I like about this. I mean, I love the true stories. You can't, I mean, you know, you can't make this up. It really did happen. Yeah, and so the key, I guess, characters are Henry Ford II. It takes place in the '60s, right? Um, it's about the 24 Hours of Le Mans, um, and he Ford decides he wants to win this race, and he'll so he gets Carol Shelby. Yep. Uh, interesting that Lee Iacocca is like one of the main characters too. Like, <laughs> you where did that? Where'd that guy come from? <laughs> yeah. And he's young in this movie. Yeah, it was I'm a long time ago. Him older. Who's the, who's the actors? Eddie? It's Carol, um, Matt, Matt Damon, 
And who was the I other? I don't know one? if it was Matt Dillon or Matt Christian Damon. Bale. I probably Christian said Bale, Dillon, yeah. <laughs> he played Batman too. Didn't did I say Dillon? He did. Yeah. I think he said it on the Weekly Five or oh, something like that. Oh, well, well. <laughs> it's a new actor out there. He's yeah, doing well. You know. Know and Matt and then this uh, Carol Shelby wanted his driver, Ken Miles, which was kind of a, you know, a rough character, maybe a little bit. Uh, the Fords didn't, he didn't fit the Fords profile. No. He, uh, he was a little out there for them he was a little too much a little wild i mean you have, i don't see how you can't be like that and run this race so you need somebody that's fearless will go out and do what it needs to do and he just did not fit he's not gonna sit around the room with the ford people and, and right. drink a cup of coffee you know <laughs> you know it's interesting because i'm i'm not a big nascar fan but um i do see it every once in a while and when i see like a driver after the race and he's doing the interview or whatever he does seem so calm cool and collected and no disrespect, but a lot of times when you see a race car driver, they kind of look nerdy. But to your <laughs> point, these these guys literally live on the edge, though. Yeah, but, you know, going that fast, I mean, bumper to bumper, I didn't realize, you know, I got to do the, the iRacing, that kind of thing, and being able to kind of feel the speed a little bit. I don't know how they actually do it on Sundays, you know, racing those races. That's amazing because everything, at one moment, if you moved the wrong way, you looked the wrong way, you're out. I mean, you, there's, and everybody's crashed. You know, it's just amazing what they can do with that. Yeah, and, you got to have some nerve. Yeah, for sure. You know, and I think endurance too. Um, one of the things I noticed is you never see a fat race car driver. <laughs> <laughs> they can't get in the window. That's a good question. <laughs> yeah. I've never noticed. Uh, I mean, these guys are in shape. You don't really think about that, but they're just sitting in a car. But even the guys that only drive for four hours, I mean, endurance is a big factor. Yeah, they get dehydrated. I think they got cool suits. They got all kind of stuff now. Hell, can yeah. you imagine? But I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know how you. I mean, for four hours, they're exhausted at the end of the thing. I mean, they, they are they are tired. But I can't imagine twenty four hours of racing. Yeah. So what do they do? They have they have catheters. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I don't know how they got. That's I'm a really sure good question. Trucker's, truckers friend. Sorry, that there's was pre-game not uh, pregame routine. Never thought know. of it. Never saw the driver pull over the pit stop and go to the restroom <laughs> and then jump back in. So I don't know. Yeah, you kind of see him drinking coffee the whole the whole movie. I'm like, how's he get back in the car? <laughs> how does that work? You know, twenty four hours. You got to figure that out. I would think. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I'm sure they thought that's about endurance it. right there. They didn't have that in the movie. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I, one of the characters, I was really intrigued with the Ken Miles character that Christian Bales plays for a lot of different reasons. But one of my favorite scenes in the movie is they go to the uh, unveiling of the new Mustang. Yeah. yeah. And and he says, it's a secretary's car, isn't it? <laughs> Ford, Ford thought they were, you know, putting out this, you know, hot little sports car. And he's, it's a secretary's, secretary's car. Oh, my. <laughs> I love that. The thing with Ken Miles, when you have a driver, it you got to have somebody can feel the car and tell you the feedback, and that's why they had him in there, in that role. I mean, what's going on with the car? Because I remember doing that when I was racing go karts. I'd come back in. The guy, Jimmy Flanagan, was my one of my best friends, and he would say, "How does it feel? Tell me what it's like." And I would give him descriptions like, "Well, it feels a little bit light and fluffy." <laughs> in other words, uh, it, 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 it's running good, but I'm I'm running out at the end, or got too much. He, I, you had to communicate a lot of those things, and that's what they had Ken Miles doing that. Yeah, it was an interesting process how they developed this. But one of your key and primary points was that that this is not just a speed race. This is an endurance race. This is twenty four hours. The car has to be just right. It uh, has to be the the right weight. Also, be able to you know have speed and all that kind of stuff, but be durable. 
and and then you related racing to the fact that every one of us is in a race and uh there there were just so many truths that popped out from this movie when we started talking about racing and you pointed out to us that our english word race comes from the word agony yes it does it, uh, the great word in is agony actually yeah. well the english word is agony agonon is the greek and but it means if you're going to be in this race there's going to be pain and you're going to have to stay with it so i mean i mean this was amazing writing like we would want to read the scripture and say everything's going to be okay it's going to be a sweet little ride everything's going to work out and he's telling us the opposite this is going to be hard and and not to give up mm-hmm. i mean that that was amazing to me i obviously i'd never even thought of race in those terms but it it put the apostle paul's writing you know it gave it a new perspective uh, so when he talks about all of us having a race to run He's like, there, there's going to be agony for all of us. There's going to be struggles. There's going to be op- obstacles. There's yeah, what, what I like, it's, a, it's, the, it's your race that's marked out for you. It's not your race. You're not running mine. You have your own right. deal to do. You have your own obstacles. You have your own lane. You have all those things, and you have your own groove. you got to find all that, hmm. that kind of thing. Or if you, you go, you'll quit. You really will. If you're looking at somebody else, well, they're doing this and they're doing that. It's not your race. Run your race. Find your groove. That's kind of what the scripture is telling us. Find your groove. Yeah, it's easy to think of a race like a competition, but this kind of race is not really, our life is not a competition. You can't always compare looking to the people next to you, you know? That's what we kind of talked about in our life group a little bit is comparison will get you. You're running the race. You just got to keep your head straight in your lane, you know, know what God is doing and um, keep it focused. Yeah, I think it's more what you're, I mean, I think it's, this isn't about winning the race, but finishing mm, yeah. the race. I think that's right. that's the whole idea. I need you to finish. I'm not running against you. You know, I'm I'm running really against who I am and what God's doing in my life. I got to stay with that because I'll make a difference in people's lives. But it's more about finishing than winning. That's really interesting. I like what you're saying. It's finding your groove in your lane. Yes. I think we live, I know myself, it's taken a long time to figure that out in some ways because we try to live in everybody else's lane. We think we have to be in the same lane Mm -hmm. and live the same way. Do I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's, but when I figured out that what God had designed for me to do, I guess it's one way to do it, that I knew, I knew what I need to do and I'm going to run that race. I think it's great to look and look at ahead and not look around. It's so nice to find your groove. Yeah, when you when you find when you your groove, it. you can just you just, you're right. You can bear it. down and just go as fast as you want, you know, without being distracted. Yeah, they call it the on race in racing. They call it the perfect lap. Yeah, you know, yeah, hitting the right scene. groove. Yeah. Yeah, it's the perfect. It really is. It's in there. It's somewhere, mm-hmm. and you find that. And it's real easy to drive once you find that groove. I mean, it, it, it the steering wheel hardly ever moves. You're, I mean, you're you're just right in that zone. It's really amazing once you find your group. How do they find that in racing? Practice, practice. Okay, <laughs> they do. They, they I know you do that in your eye racing. Yes, I change tire pressures. I change everything I, mm-hmm. all the way around. Different places to come into the track on the, in the groove, you know. And once you find the groove, and the time tells me that that's the groove, because your time I, will be better. So. Yeah, and then I'll be okay. ready to race. You know, you can't really race without practice though, because. You know, you get, I mean, you can lose it <laughs> yeah. in a row, right? Well, how fast are you going in those? Uh, about one, 190. 
and uh, wow. and I run about two eighteen in the uh, Indy cars. Wow, jeez! I mean, it it kind of feels like you're going. You know, somebody wrecked in front of you, you just can't stop. <laughs> you just go. I think the fastest them, yeah. I've ever been was probably a hundred and ten. Yeah, y'all y'all can admit yours too. I, I don't think I've been over a hundred. Forty-one really? in a Camaro going down Highway eighty-one. Oh, that's just a beautiful place to do. Yeah, yeah. it was the most <laughs> stupid thing I think we've ever done. I mean, that's one of those moments you're thankful you didn't die, right? You know, but my, when I was a teenager. <laughs> my father-in-law had a, uh, I think it was an eighty-four five-zero Mustang somewhere in there, mid-eighties five-zero Mustang, and. He would lug the thing around town like an old lady. So if, if me or one of the other son-in-laws got in it, you know, we, we got on it a little bit. I think I think I did 116 in his 501 one time. Wow. And then I was scared. It, it, I wasn't up there long. Uh, yeah, I remember when I got to that, I'm like, this is not good. I'm, I pulled off the gas quick. Because like, <laughs> yeah. everything's flying and it's just one second, you're going to, it's going to be over. <laughs> It is crazy. Cause my first car was a F one fifty, like a ninety five F one fifty. So I think it maxed out at about eighty five. If you're really, <laughs> yeah. if you're really getting it. So I didn't have an opportunity to. I never had a fast car, but I will say I have gone ninety six on a jet ski. Have you really ninety six? And it was wild. That's fast on the water. That is. is all, that, I, I think mean, I've done it like was sixty five on a jet. It ski. was a never. day. It was a day that it was. I mean, just smooth like That's glass nice out jet there ski. and yeah they were brand new and so oh. we got out there and i'm hitting i mean you're hitting 75 and it don't feel like nothing i mean Man. it's just crazy and then yeah. i was like all right let's see what it can do i mean you're going 96 it felt fast but it yep. didn't feel like you were going 96 but that <laughs> speedometer down there i was like oh my was it just gosh. you or you around with kelly was with me too whoa yeah <laughs> really was she on the back of that yeah I'm oh telling you, gosh. it did not feel like you were going. Wow, like I'm gonna ask her about that. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. I know you wore helmets and everything. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that's the one thing with racing. You have to here. You have to get used to the speed, and you have to trust your car. So you have to trust what you know. But will will I be able to handle that next turn? That kind of thing. So it's that's why that groove is so important. Figuring out how fast am I running? What am I going to do here? Do I trust everything I know? This is what the this is what the scripture was trying right. to tell us. Trust everything you know. Stay with the race. You know, don't give it up. Give it up. So you say trust the car. Does that mean that you trust yourself, or is that just part of practice as well? No, I think uh, I think it's the things we taught that uh, that's one of the things that you trust yourself with. You know, okay, this is this the scripture that I know the things that I've been taught mm-hmm. is this going to work in this race? Is this really going to happen? And that's one of the things I think you you run further, uh, you stay more steady. Is once once you understand, you trust those things. Uh, that's, it takes a while though to actually believe that the scripture works. You know, it takes a while. You know, I think those of us that were maybe you know grew up in the church and kind of inundated with scripture when we were growing up, we didn't really know how it translated into real life until we kind of got out there on their own. You know, to your point, and I. I think that one of the things that we didn't understand is that, and somebody will take this the wrong way, but Bible study doesn't change lives. Applied Bible study change, will change your life. If you don't ever put it into practice, you're going to crash and burn. Yeah, well, you can read a book on running the marathon, and you can tell me all about it, but it doesn't mean mm-hmm. you, it has no. But you didn't do it, right? So how do you know? Yeah, you know, that's what you're saying. You know, this stuff. I think once we. 
what I noticed is one time in the race, all of a sudden, at some point in my life, I know this thing is making a difference, and I got to stay there. I got to stay in it. And that's kind of that's kind of where at some point you realize my life is really going to matter. It's really going to change life. You know, one of the other scenes that really hit home with me, and you, you showed it uh, that day, is the scene when Carol Shelby gets called into Ford's office. And they go over to the window, and he starts talking about this isn't the first time I've been in a war, Ford's saying. He said, we've been to war before. We, we built, you know, stuff for the military during World War II. And, uh, and he tells him, you know, go to war. Go to war, Carol, Carol Shelby. And I, I mean, you see this imagery in the Scripture, even from the Apostle Paul. You're in a battle. Uh, this is a fight. And I don't think, I don't know, maybe we do now in 2020, but I don't think we always woke up every day thinking, no, this is going to, I'm going to be in the mid- middle of it today. It's going to be a battle. Yeah, I think we're aware of it. I think we just get up and go to wherever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the other side, not thinking that. They know they're coming after you. <laughs> yeah, they're going to try and make this as hard. If you're if you're running your race, you're in your groove, you're in your lane, and you're making a difference. There's going to be a fight. Mm-hmm. There's, I mean, it just has to be. There's going to mm-hmm. be a fight, whether you're aware of it or you're worthy or not. It's going to be a fight. In in racing, there's no autopilot, is there? No, <laughs> no. Yeah, you know, <laughs> they're making I, some cars that do that. That would be yeah, interesting. They're trying, they're, but no. yeah, they're trying. Yeah. I, I think that's what happens in the, when we try to follow Jesus. We we get in our groove, and then the temptation is to throw it on autopilot. That and would, then next yeah. thing you know, we're in the ditch. It would be not. You can't. Uh, I, I just noticed, even when I raced go-karts a long time ago, you have to pay attention to what you're doing. I mean, there's no – I mean, nobody – you just can't let off and hope, hope for the best. You end up in a wall. And that happens. I'm, I'm I racing. I have to get the dogs out of the room. My little Yorkie will jump in my lap and lick me in the face, and I'm, and I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. You know, I'm done. So you have to pay attention. You do. So you gave us this great acrostic uh, for race. And the first thing you said, the R stood for run. And you said you got to get in. Uh, you can't win if you don't get in the race. Yeah, I think, I mean, it's, you know, reading enough of the Bible, and you can look at it this way, reading enough, enough Bible studies, there's a lot, a whole lot of, People would rather take a Bible study than get in it. I mean, really, yeah. I, the knowledge is amazing how much people know about the Bible, but they've never actually done any of it. And that's that's the difference between practice and running. I mean, you can sit on the sidelines. When I practice, I can wreck. I'll get a new car. It doesn't matter. It really <laughs> right. doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. But when I get in the race, it matters. And that was a different feel than just practice. It's when that when they drop the green flag when you race go karts, bro. Yeah, oh yeah, and cars, you know. So when you drop that green flag, everything changes. Oh yeah, it was definitely different than practice lap. Oh yeah. (laughs) You know, I I think we all kind of grew up playing ball too. So I mean, we've seen that you know in that realm too. There there were guys that in I mean in practice they were amazing, but you put them in the game and it doesn't go so well. Yeah. Yeah. If that's what you want to be able to do, and we talk about this in playing golf, it's like, can you make that putt when you have to? Yeah. You know, can you yeah. make that shot when you have to? That's the people you want. That's the people like a Michael Jordan who makes all the made all the money. Because mm. he, time. yeah, he could do that. He can make that happen. Yeah. yeah. I think there's also the opposite is also true, where you have people that don't want to practice, but they play really well in the games. They just have the incredible, you know, talent. But I think you got to find the balance in between. You have to have practice, you know. You're not going to Joe with the team. You're not going to 
um, know what to do in the game, but um, some people just want to hop in the game and go full speed. <laughs> yeah, really. To, as soon as I uh, said that, I thought of Allen Iverson. Yeah. Practice. <laughs> We're talking <laughs> about practice. Not a game. He's like, I don't, I don't need practice. Just put me in the game, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I think you're, you're right, though. Ed. If you in, in this thing of following Jesus, if you don't put the prep in, if you don't put the practice in, it's going to be rough for you out there. Yeah, it, and you know, and you, you can't. And I think the other thing is that you, doing this by yourself is not. I mean, that's what when you say I don't want to need to practice. You know, you just jump mm-hmm. in again. Well, you just saying I'm going to do this on my own. You you you'll never make it. You got to have somebody. Now, what I want to backtrack a little bit. What examples of practice? How's that look in a practical sense for people? You talking about like in scripture? Yeah, I mean, well, let, let's yeah. say. Oh, I, oh, go ahead. No, you go ahead. I, I just want to kind of bring that out to some people that may be listening. To, now, what's what's that look like? Well, I can give a great example of something that's coming up at Christmas right now, which is a Country Santa. Mm-hmm. And I know people listening all over the world. What this is is they, it's an organization that helps people at Christmas, kids, gives toys and that kind of thing. And, have, yeah. and the people uh, are volunteers that come in and take those toys to those kids on Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. So if you say you love people and you – I mean – and you care about people, and there's mm-hmm. there's that spot where I'm actually doing what I what mm-hmm. I believe, and this changes my life. There's nothing like delivering toys to places and kids, and I'm just I mean just on a it's a yeah. sacrifice. It's Christmas Eve. That's the difference yeah. between reading about generosity and actually putting yes. it into yeah. practice. That's what I was saying. That you know we talk about we can read about all the plays and how to build a car or how to race but we have to jump in before we experience anything you, you know what i've noticed life-changing well people have a lot of stories about generosity okay i'm just wondering what's your story that would be the question i would ask i mean that's really yeah, good that's true. we can go on the yeah. internet and find all you want and tell you about what everybody mm-hmm. did i'd like to know this is where the race is what did mm-hmm. you do where's your lane where's your group so would right. you say that practice is like reading God's Word, spending time with Him, and the, the game is more of the application of it, like doing the That's same very thing. Good. Is, that, is that what you're getting Yeah, at? that would be it, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think it goes to the big four. Yeah, You know, the first one is read, you know, know mm-hmm. God. Mm-hmm. That That's the basis for what happens in the other three things in the big four. And, um, you know, part of that is reading the Bible, but part of that's hearing preaching, teaching. Mm-hmm. Um, but then that leads to the A, assemble a crew, and for me, as the next steps pastor, my favorite point of the message, you know, you got to have you got to have a crew. You got to yes. you got to be on a team, right? Yeah, and that was uh, I think we talked about life groups. Uh, mm-hmm. I, yeah, you know, right there. I, I have a team. I had a team for twenty. I still have it. Twenty three years, going on twenty four. Uh, we're still all living and walking, most of us. And uh, but almost every time we get together, we get together twice a year. Almost every time from all over the state, if somebody's in there is uh, going to quit. There's always somebody, a pastor, going to quit, and we always talk them out of it. You know, come back from the ledge, stay with me, you know, that kind of – and so I don't think I would still be here without a crew. Now, my, I love the staff that we have. Right. I, that's part of the crew. It's so much – they were so much fun. I mean, this has been the most fun I've had in a long time. So you got to have – can't run by yourself. got to have somebody. Yeah, it's yeah. for uh, our. We've done a life group. Kelly and I led a life group this semester, and uh, you know when we first kind of got into it, it was kind of it kind of felt like, oh man, we're doing another thing. 
another night a week, but um, the crew has just been incredible. It's been so encouraging and uplifting, and to hear other people in our group share their story of how it's encouraged them and pushed them along, it's been Mm -hmm. uh, just super cool, and you really feel that doing life together is so important, you know, having that crew around you is really important. And yeah. you, you sometimes because of the crew, they'll you'll think I'm the only one going through this, and then you got crew members yeah. like, well, no, like I'm not alone. Yeah, how I'm do you, alone. you know, how do I, how do I make the turn? Yeah, you know, well, here's how we did it. Yeah. You know, so mm. it's kind of neat to have somebody like yeah. that. Uh, the C stood for cut the weight. Um, there may be some things in your life that you're going to have to get rid of that you're going to have to throw off if you're going to be successful in your race. I think we all have they figured that out yet. As you get right, older, yeah, you yeah. figure it out, right? Yep. Yeah. Like, I don't want to cut that much grass. If that's all, you know, that's the, uh, so. I get a smaller house. I need a smaller. Th- it's yeah. funny how you do. When you're younger, you want all this stuff. And, you know, like, I see people, I don't know how everybody does it, but they have, they have, they could have, like, the jet skis and the boats and the campers, and I see them, they just sit in the yard. Yeah. You know, I'm not sure exactly how much energy and time we can do and try to run the other race. That makes the most important thing in life is Jesus Christ. So I don't know. People had to figure that out. Yeah, I had a – well, I still have the pontoon, and we keep it at Mark's. Yes. Because I'm too lazy to keep it up. Cause, yeah. I mean, 20 years ago, I, I used it a lot. Now I'm just like, man, that's exhausting to go out there and pull the kids all day long because I'm the one doing the driving. Yes. So – you know they're grown up now. You know what's funny about that? Almost the boat is in the water. <laughs> it has gas. All you gotta do is walk on it. Yeah, and we still have a hard time with it. Okay. <laughs> you know, I've always, I've always loved the idea of having a a boat. And we had a bunch of water skiers in our church in L.A. And we'd go on water ski trips with the church and the men and stuff. And and uh, but I I loved it that that guy had to take it home and take care of it. And I <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I'm like, I'm with you, Brian. I'm just I'm way too lazy just to take care of a boat yeah. and keep it all nice. I just, if I that. go, I just want to you know find a beach or cove and just sit yeah. there all day. Yeah. You know, just chill. You yeah. know what I love about the eye racing? This is what's so good about it. I I click two things with my mouse and I am in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm yeah. sitting there and I've made. And this is so I know I made my recliner into this driving piece and so I when your, i recall your contraptions Eddie. Oh, they're so you, good you like they're so good and i made a so, picture of that at some point oh yeah i'll, I'll bring one you should yeah. have had one for you and it'll, I'll, and i'd hit that button and i roll right into that car <laughs> right there i am there <laughs> never I mean, having I, to and leave home never, oh and if i don't like the car i get another one <laughs> for free maybe <laughs> for free yeah, yeah. <laughs> man uh, but yeah, talking about the in Hebrews where it says, throw off anything that hinders and the sin that entangles. So obviously, some of the weight is sin that we we deal with yeah, every yeah. day. And I know I'm talking about a lot about my life group, but we talked about this no, it's huge. last they're week. They're just bragging about their group. No, 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 I'm not bragging. I mean, this, it's a, they're the kind was, of the poster children this of is life really, groups now. It's This okay. was really eye-opening okay. when we were talking about cutting the weight. Cause yeah, it, yeah. And we were talking about, well, what do you feel like holds you back? Almost every single person in our group said social media. Really? Wow. I need to cut that way. Yeah. yeah. And it, it wow. was, that was just really eye-opening to me. I was like, yeah. I mean, it's true for me, too. But to mm-hmm. see everybody said social media, Facebook, Y'all Instagram, should have a day. Today's the day, and everybody cuts at the same time. I'll get rid of it at the same it's, time. It's crazy how I'll much I'll send you a text a, and let you know. Yeah. <laughs> but how much that can take our focus I mean, we, and, we and distract about us. We talked about how that is a weight mm-hmm. because – 
certain people can drive us crazy on social media and it's it 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 makes me feel i get negative or i get irritated and Mm -hmm. i get tired of being irritated all the time and that's what social media does it's a constant irritation because you've always got somebody (laughs) you know that you just need to block them but for long i won't listen to anybody (laughs) but i I can get that you know yeah i think that that's kind of scary for me because and i i don't really like admitting this but i can't imagine life without it i mean i get most of my information from twitter Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, I think Facebook is pretty worthless at this point. Um, but I'm still on there because it allows me to have a connection with people that I haven't seen in years and things like that. Yeah. But for the most part, it's just a waste of time. And I, I feel I feel terrible that I don't know if I could quit it, which yeah. probably means I should. <laughs> right? <Cut the> late. <laughs> yeah. Well, but, you know, do you feel better after looking at it or worse? I mean, that's yeah. the... I think I would ask that. I question. do agree. There's some good things that we keep up with people and know if they mm-hmm. need things. Right. You know, it's just part of that other side you got to deal yeah. with. I just think that, especially this year, it's been overwhelmingly negative. You know, mm-hmm. in so many ways. So you got to be careful. Well, you know, it's one of the things you got to watch out for when you cut. You got to watch your heart. And the, the, those little yeah. things that you're talking about right now are fiery darts, is what it is. It's meaningless things from people who don't care about you in any way most of the time, and they fire at you, mm-hmm. and then it just wounds, and it makes yeah. the race hard, yeah. and you want to quit, right? It slows you in. down. Yeah, let's just pull in the pits. I don't like anybody. You know, I don't care anymore, yeah. and, and that's what it does. Yeah, that's you put forgiveness and bitterness there. That's definitely slowing you down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're carrying yeah. too many people with you. You can't yeah. run. Yeah. You know? I th- I, the problem for me, I think, is there's good stuff on there. I mean, literally, be- right before we walked in here, I came across a quote um, that another pastor put on Twitter, and I'm like, oh, that's going in my talk on Hamilton. And so I guess that's my struggle is 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 not getting bogged down in the negative and, and, and taking the good from it and leaving the rest. Yeah. We've done that so many times, you know, here, like somebody will send something in or do something. Uh, an email or a twi- Twitter or yeah. uh, whatever, and you have to be able to say, "I'm not reading that." I had somebody, I have other people was reading my stuff because I was getting all this negative sure. stuff. Because all it did was it means nothing but wounds. That's all it was. So I had to be careful because that yeah. car- I was carrying that for so long. Yeah, you almost don't want to get off the couch when you have too much weight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. So Eddie, then the E in race was for eyes on the prize. Stay focused all the way to the end. Yeah, well, I think you need to know what you're. I mean, there is a finish, you know, somewhere. I mean, why am I? I'm, if you ask myself, why am I in the race? Why am I in the I racing? Because well, I want to win. I have all these guys that will tell you stuff on. You know, they can talk to each other. They say, well, I'm not trying to win. I'm just trying to place. And I'm like, well, I'm not trying to do that. Right. <laughs> they had this strategy. You wouldn't. Know, they had this strategy how to finish last. I'm like. That's not – you're talking to the wrong guy. I guess that's a goal. Uh, yeah, so I people. just want to finish. You know, finish, you know, in, I'm, you know, I'm wanting to win. So, But if you don't know where you're going, I think you know, any I think anything can get you there. Is that how it works? Is that what they say? If you don't know where you're going, anything can get you there. Yeah. So uh, You'll get where you're not – I don't know. You remember that? Trying it's a stuff mo- up. <laughs> you're trying to find – You'll get where you're going even if you don't know you're going there. I'm, it's How's that? Of, if you aim That's at a nothing, tweet right there. you'll hit it every, every time. time. Yeah. yeah. So if you don't know where, there you know, is. there's a reason why we're in the race. Yeah. yeah. I, because, and I think you guys are the same. I, I am such a competitor. It's, it's sickening, and like, 
There's no reason to play if we're not keeping scoring if somebody's not trying to win. I mean, I just don't get that at all. You know, I've watched all of it, including you. When there's competition, we do better. Yeah. We Our game goes up a little bit when th- things matter. You know, and so it's kind of like what Paul was trying to say. It's the people that you're running this race for. That matters. That really matters. And so mm-hmm. our game goes up a little bit mm-hmm. when you mem- remember why we're running. Yeah, you know, at, at the end of that passage in Hebrews uh, chapter 12, where we left off in verse 3, um, the writer says, Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and, and lose heart. I mean, we have the ultimate example in Jesus, and he— I mean, his destination was not pleasant. He was going to the cross, um, and and we have him as our example of endurance. And while we can't really live up to, that's something to take inspiration from and aspire to for sure. Well, I think the verse is very very clear that this is going to be hard, and it's going to be painful, but it's going to be worth it. That's the whole that whole verse. And these people that are watching us, this was so cool. Yeah. It's the people from the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. It's the heroes that are in the stands are looking on us and saying, please finish. This is worth it. This is the Moses. This is the David, the Noah, whatever you can think of, Daniel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All these great people of faith. It tells you this in the verses on down, that these are the people, the great people of faith, are sitting there and pulling for you because they know it's mm-hmm. worth it. That's what mm-hmm. that is. That's yeah, that, cool. It's a cool vision. Yeah, for sure. Hey, guys, this has been a really good talk about Ford versus Ferrari. Anything else about the movie or about the themes that we talked about in the movie, the spiritual themes? Oh, the spiritual. I just wanted the car. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I will say this. So after Amy saw my wife, Amy saw that was at, at church that day. She's like, that looks like a really good movie. I need to watch that. And the whole time we're sitting there, she's asking me what's going to happen, what's going to happen. And OK, spoiler alert. Ken Miles dies at the end. Amy was so mad. She was furious <laughs> yeah. that Ken Miles dies at the end. I didn't know that. Now, okay. it's like a Nicholas Spark movie, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it need to be a happy ending somewhere, you know. Yeah, that's really. right, somewhere. All right, so uh, movie two, yeah. uh, Brian, you're going to talk to us about yesterday. We're looking forward to that. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be good. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Hey, and thank you all for listening. Hey, if you would uh, follow us on social media. At Marathon PVL on Twitter and Instagram. Instagram at Marathon Powders, Powdersville on Facebook. And please uh, rate this podcast five stars preferably. Subscribe, comment. <laughs> and if you would, uh, email us at info at marathonchurch.org. God bless you guys. Have a great week. See you later.